Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to talk about the solstice and the eclipse and the five retrogrades that we are currently experiencing with Mercury now retrograding as of yesterday. So Mercury went retrograde on June 18th, and now we have Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all retrograding. And before we get started into the segment, I do want to say I have an upcoming module coming up if you are wanting to learn about the signs and the houses and the planets. It's a fundamental course. You can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on group study, and you can learn more about that. Again, it is geared towards beginners. I do have a limited amount of people that I'm having in the course. I limit it to 10. I like to keep really small groups and there are seven spots left. So if you do want to get in on one of those spots, please let me know. Another thing I wanted to address is, so for those of you who don't know, I am finishing a master's degree at the University of Texas and it's my last semester. It's I'm so excited that it's my last semester. I am taking a neurobiology class and I am finishing my internship hours. So my brain capacity is just at a minimum. And unfortunately, I did make a mistake on my last podcast and I edited it. It should be accurate now. Um, I'll go back through and make sure that's accurate for you all. I know that some people listen to this podcast hoping to get very accurate and helpful information. And so I do very deeply apologize for the mistake. Um, again, it's fixed. I hope that I hope that that's helpful for you. I mis- I made a mistake on the date. So anyway, moving on. It is June 19th as I record this. So happy Friday and happy Juneteenth for my listeners who are um, white or in a position of privilege like myself. I hope that we can use this day to remember to keep our ears open and continuing to do the deep work of unraveling systemic racism, implicit bias, and internalized whiteness and doing that really deep and often hard reflection within ourselves because it's this constant practice, right? We just don't learn overnight. We've got to keep educating ourselves and keep practicing. And for my black listeners, I hope that you use today to connect with yourself and with your family and your loved ones and have a beautiful day. So moving on with the current astrology, Mars has moved into Pisces as of today. I've been waiting for this day because this is the day when Mars moves into the midpoint between Rahu and Ketu. I spoke about this on the last podcast. It's significant, okay? The month of June is going to be intense in regards to leadership and power struggles. This is what's going to be a reoccurring theme. We have five planets retrograding. Venus will direct, thank goodness, on June 25th, and Mercury will direct on July 12th. So these are a little bit shorter of retrogrades, but during this time period, it is going to be difficult with things like diplomacy, with communication, with media messages. This is actually kind of a theme that we're going to be experiencing for a while um, because of the Neptune placement, and that's why we've been experiencing it for a while. But anyway, I digress. Um, on it, on a personal level, 
it's going to feel like there are hiccups. It's going to feel difficult to move forward um, with this Mercury retrograde. In addition to all of the other retrogrades, it's so important to be very mindful of communication and technology. So if you are in school or if you are working and you have projects coming up, I always like to emphasize when Mercury is retrograding to try to get things done early, back up everything, email yourself stuff so that you have extra copies. I would hate it if you lost work and this is a tendency when Mercury is retrograding. And then if you need to print something, do it ahead of time so that if the printer goes haywire, you have time to find another one. So these are some tips for the Mercury retrograde. Venus retrograde for these final days. I've noticed that when I talk about Venus retrograde, I tend to think that it might be something negative. And this is something that I need to do work on <laughs> within myself, right? And um, I shared on Instagram about this. I don't think I shared it on the podcast, but I was with my partner and he and I went to see a comedy show. And on the way back, we were talking and I was thinking to myself, okay, what can we talk about? What can we dig up from the past and hash out so that we never have to hash it out? Like I was thinking about kind of bringing up like a past issue so that we can try to reconcile it within Venus retrograde. It's like good intentions, right? So I'm having these thoughts and at the exact moment, he asks me, what are my three favorite memories in the relationship? And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is it. If you are having harmonious relationship right now with your partner, reflect on your three favorite memories together. What are your five favorite qualities of your partner? What are five things that you think in, internally about your partner, but maybe don't say? And so for these six days, um, for the remainder of, or excuse me, it's a little bit longer than that, maybe seven a week, whatever, on, on June 25th. Uh, Venus will direct. So until June 25th, taking the remainder of this time to maybe having these sweeter conversations and reflecting on the positive sides of the past with your partner. And if things haven't been super good with your partner lately, maybe using this time to reconcile. It's just with the Mercury retrograde, it does amplify the odds of having miscommunication and having arguments at this time. So if you do choose to engage in those conversations, just be very mindful of your communication, allowing your partner to have their own experience, trying not to get too caught up in your own emotions or your own experience and really give them space to be heard. And if you're not in partnership right now, um, and this is something that I actually wanted to talk about with the solstice and with the eclipse, it's also an important time for friendship and connection. So talking a little bit about the, the solstice first, because it's taking place on June 20th, this is a very sacred time that involves festivals and coming together and connection. It's you know, there's going to be so much energy in the next chapter of Mergashira for the eclipse. Um, and that's all about friendship and playfulness. And unfortunately, right now, we're not really in the position to have a festival or to have anything where we connect in a larger scale. But it's still important to connect. 
And so I really encourage you all, if it's possible to have like a social distance gathering or even a gathering on Zoom, whatever you feel comfortable with, connecting with your friends on the solstice. There's also a lot of emphasis around storytelling and sharing and using your voice to express maybe what you've been through, what you're going through. It could be folklore. It could be your memories. It could be anything. But the point is that you're using your voice to share with community. So I do encourage you if you can, there's also a lot of emphasis around herbs and healing measures. You could make tea and get together with your friends and have an herbal tea and talk. Again, this could be on Zoom, this could be a social distance. There's, there's an emphasis of connecting with the earth and connecting with vitality because the solstice is, it's the longest day of the year. It's, it, everything is coming into this fullness And so if it's possible even to take a walk outside without shoes on and really connect to the earth or go out in nature and pick up leaves and feel them with your hands, doing things that get you tactilely in contact with the world around you, this is so healing. It really is. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. Um, And then again, with the solstice coming in conjunction with the eclipse, The eclipse is a time where things come to the surface, which I'm going to get a little bit deeper into in a moment, but it's also a time for intention setting. And because there's so much energy getting called to um, the collective, to the connection around us, to how things are structured around us, I think it could be an amazing idea to have um, some type of organization with your friends where you get together, you have an intention for yourself, right? It's totally for you. Then you share with your friends. Maybe you share a story that's in relationship to that intention, why you want to choose that intention, why it's meaningful to you. And Using that, this is just an idea for a ritual that you could do for the eclipse, but doing something special. And if you don't feel like you have friends or maybe you are introverted, you don't want friends, you know, definitely. I know many people like that. There are so many ways that you can have this type of ritual with yourself, going out in nature, feeling into the earth, coming home, writing an intention. You may even just audibly say your intention out loud to yourself. Okay, but definitely integrating this idea of utilizing your voice, bringing things out into the open, speaking things into existence. This is going to be so powerful with this eclipse in the sign of Gemini, just communication. Okay, so those are some ideas for rituals. I wanted to mention about the eclipse. Eclipses bring things into the psyche and it's kind of tricky because there's this energy before the eclipse, there's the eclipse itself, and then there's like the after eclipse. The day of the eclipse, it's typically fragmented for people, but the time around the eclipse, it generally does bring things into our awareness and into our psyche. Wherever this eclipse is happening in your chart, it's going to be significant for that area of your life. So if, excuse me, there's a motorcycle outside. I got tired of sitting in my closet, so I'm just sitting in my kitchen. Again, back to the old days. Retrograde season. Okay, staying focused. 
If the eclipse is happening in your first house, right? If you're a Gemini ascendant, this is going to have to do with you and your identity and your vitality, how you view yourself. If this is happening in your seventh house, if you're a Sagittarius ascendant, the eclipse is transiting your seventh house of relationships. Something about relationships may come into the psyche or come to the surface. If you're a Cancer ascendant, it's your subconscious mind. This is happening in your 12th house. Pay attention to your dreams. You may receive deep messages through your dreams. You may also have sleep disturbances. So look at your chart and see where Gemini is, which house Gemini is in. That is where the eclipse is going to be. It's going to be impacting the qualities of that house. You also want to consider what planets it's transiting. Is it transiting Venus? I mean, yeah. So if you were born with Venus in Gemini, this is significant for relationships. If you were born with the sun in Gemini, this is significant for you and your vitality, maybe your father. If you were born with the moon in Gemini, this may be in regards to your mother, your mind, how you're thinking. This is powerful for you. Be careful, right? Be very mindful. So look to see what house this eclipse is taking place in and the planets it's transiting over. That's going to be significant. So I hope that this was helpful. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add. Um, I just wanted to talk about the retrogrades and the solstice and the eclipse a little bit more. Um, as regard In regards to the retrogrades for these next six days, just um, buckle up. You know, you've got it. I believe in you. There are plenty of remedial measures that would take me forever to say on this podcast, but um, options are doing mantra for Mercury or Jupiter, Saturn, Venus. That is going to be helpful, especially if that planet is afflicted in your chart. Meditating is the answer for everything, in my opinion. Sitting down five minutes, just allowing your mind to clear is going to be so helpful in letting that chitta, right? In, in the yoga sutras, it's called chitta vritti, which is the whirlwind of the mind. If you sit, you allow that to drift down to the bottom of the water, right? I like to imagine um, like a glass full of water and sediment and you shake it up and the sediment's floating all around the water. That's our mind on a regular basis, especially during retrograde. We can just shake it, right? Shake it like crazy. Now, when we meditate, we make that jar go still. And over time, the sediment is going to drift down to the bottom and it's going to allow that water to be clear. And then we can see things clearly. We can see our path clearly, our ideas, our creativity. It makes everything easier. So I definitely recommend taking that time to meditate, maybe integrating that into that intention circle if you want to do that on the solstice or on your own. So I hope that that was helpful. If you would like to schedule a reading with me and talk about how this energy may impact you, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga to schedule yourself. Please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.